welcome to Awake TV. So from today's episode and now on, we are having my co-host Sue Beckley to be joining me from now on to talk about several interesting spiritual topics. So today we're going to cover about awakening and changing relationships. Enjoy! Hi everyone, so today I'm having my co-host Sue Beckley. So she's going to introduce herself and uh, from this episode and on, Sue and I going to talk about a lot of interesting subjects together and uh, entertain you guys. So I'm introducing you, Sue Beckley. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, <laughs> beautiful day here. Um, I am a quantum healing specialist. I, I practice uh, Dolores Cannon's QHHT and Candace Carl Goldman's BQH, which stands for Beyond Quantum Healing. And I also do um, spiritual counseling and um, light, I teach light energy work. And I'm really happy to be here today. You can find me on quantumexplorations.com. That's awesome. So Sue and I are colleagues. We both practice uh, quantum hypnosis together. And Sue, tell me, how did you uh, come to your own awakening experience? Okay, well, um, initially in my 20s, I was going to therapy. It was uh, relationship therapy. And um, my counselor was not your... um, run-of-the-mill type psychologist. He was a uh, special forces in the army, Vietnam veteran who had worked with primarily. And um, although I wasn't chemically dependent, I was brought to him through a family member and we had you know, a really great connection. So I was in counseling. I got married at a very young age and had a child at 20. And um, I was struggling. I was really, really struggling. And I was born into the Roman Catholic Mm -hmm. religion. And there were a lot of things um, throughout my life, especially as a child, that just didn't make sense to me with a dogma of the church. So I had um, those struggles going on. And um, I'd always felt that um, I had a deeper understanding of, of how life worked. Um, But I just couldn't really vocalize that because I didn't feel that it would have been accepted. Um, for example, if there was a, mm, I, I don't want to, I really don't want to slam my family, but there are some very deep rooted beliefs that I felt were passed along generationally. And I just didn't fall in line with a number of them. Um, you know, especially with due to, you know, according to rate, you know, about racial issues. And as a kid, I just always stood apart from those sort of things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people were people to me. So there was some very early um, dissension from, you know, what my family norm was. And that's just one example. When I say race, you know, with the dogma of the church, um, I remember my mom telling me one day that, uh, 
you know, if a ch- the reason we try to baptize a baby so quickly is that uh, if the child were to die um, without being baptized, then they would never be able to see the face of God. And I, I just remember, I, I don't know, I think I was around nine years old. I remember just being absolutely horrified and going, that can't be true. The God that I know would never right. deny anybody, you know, the ability. Uh, so I'm in my 20s. I'm in counseling. And one day, uh, because I had suffered a number of sinus infections, I just was, I, I would get a lot of sinus infections and um, migraine headaches and that sort of thing. And when you're raising a young child and you're working and you're finishing school as I was, it, it just wasn't ideal mm-hmm. um, to be sick like that. And my counselor, uh, he was dabbling in hypnosis and um, regression therapy. And he's, um, how would you mm-hmm. like to uh, be regressed and see if we could find, you know, the base, the core issue that is causing these troubles? And I said, yeah, let's go for it. And I was regressed and I um, popped into a past life. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I was well aware of the fact that I was still me and laying on his couch. And yet I was this big man from the late 1700s. I was a um, logger and Mm. I lived out in the hills in West Virginia, very Mm -hmm. solitary, very solitary life. And I was this big man. And so that was really cool. Cause at that point in my life, I was starting to believe in past lives. Um, although oh, that went against the dog. <laughs> so I was on a fence. I did a thesis but, about reincarnation and, uh, they, I'm a Roman Catholic too, or I was, um, in the old, um, church document, they did actually believe in reincarnation in Catholic church. And they took those that is my understanding away. that um, somewhere along the way. It wasn't uh, yes. suitable for uh, controlling people. Because otherwise. Exactly. If people thought that they only had one chance at life, well, they better darn well step in line and get it right. Otherwise, and, and getting in line means listening to everything the church tells you, right? Definitely. So it was a control mechanism. But mm-hmm. I have the same understanding, yeah, of what you're uh-huh. saying. Right. And that's the same with a lot of the Testaments, you know, uh, books in the Bible. I mean, there are so many that were not included. And, uh, you know, so that's a whole nother show we could do. We can talk about our personal experience with Um, Jesus and stuff. He's different from Bible for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a current, I have a current relationship with Jesus. It's not just, uh, it's not just that he was here, you know, so long ago before we were born and he's not here anymore. I mean, I think the second coming of Christ doesn't have anything to do with him physically coming back. I think it's our realization of our Christ-like quality yeah, of our his connection mission to is, the whole. Uh, spreading but. Christ consciousness entire place, not only this planet, but everywhere else because he is... He's everywhere. He's in the ship. He's in other planets. He's everywhere. And he's doing his mission. And many times he's in the ship along with Archangel Michael. And uh, they're not a crew member, but they're everywhere. I think they are the part of, um, I don't know what do you call them. Um, 
they're not in the council, but they're like, uh, in a way, you know, guiding like force. a guest, <laughs> but who is an important member of each yeah. um, council or ship or wherever we are at in other planets as well. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up a really good point that um, Jesus is accessible to all everywhere any no matter who you are what you're doing and all you need to do is think about and invite in the christ consciousness energy and boom right there i mean it, it accessible to everybody at all times and um all we need to do is and i think that's a really good because i, I think it gives people hope you know and understanding that we yeah. really aren't alone that uh our spirit team is is there with us all the time wait just waiting for us to ask oh for sure just waiting so when did you started to yeah. having a totally different consciousness which is like also like awakening from before like did you have any big event right yeah well when i when i had that hypnosis that was i would say that was the big event which which you know because I experienced my death, I, I was dying of a sinus infection, which is which is what carried over mm -hmm. into this life. The fact the, the the sinus infections, it was just like a carryover from a past life, and I was very mm -hmm. afraid of cold, and especially when my face got cold. So all of these symptoms were carryovers from that past life. But realizing that, and then going through the death and dying experience, I mean, I had no fear. I just looking at my body going, oh, and I felt so good. And I felt perfect health and connection to God's source energy. So that was my major awakening. And then I'd say for, because when you're no longer afraid of death, and when you understand that you get <laughs> that this is just one go around, and you get to do it over and over and over again, as many times as you want, I mean, that just totally disintegrated any fear I had of dying. I mean, I don't want to die painfully, you know, <laughs> granted, but um, so over 30 years, I was continuing to open up more and more. And I had a number of spiritual teachers in my life that came along at certain points that would just blast mm -hmm. me open a little bit more. I would listen to, I'd read a book, a book that I was, you know, attracted to. And I mean, my book list is huge, so that would take <laughs> half the show to read them off, but um I think you'll be attracted. I think people will be attracted to information oh, that yeah, they're ready sure. to receive. So, yeah. So, you know, um, my book list could be completely different from your book list, but that's because you're attracted to what is going to help you open up at that moment in time. And, and same mm -hmm. thing with me and everybody else. So I think, I think you'd have to trust that you're being guided at the point in time in your life, you know, for the information that you're re yeah. ready to receive. And we're all doing it at different times, you know, and, and different paces and Definitely. in different ways. I so think. Uh, part of the reason why Sue and I decided to do uh, co-hosting this show together. So we're going to be the source of information for you guys, listeners, to help you out your own awakening journey and sharing our knowledge and uh, our communication with our guys and stuff like that. So today's topic going to be, um, you know, when uh, we are start awakening, 
the relationship change. So we want to talk about this. So、mm-hmm. yeah, you were talking about、uh, your friends and the people around you are experiencing sudden change, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's been, I'd say, the last year and a half to two years that I've been noticing the biggest changes in my own personal life and with、um, folks around me that are, you know, telling me different stories and even with clients.、Um, and some people can get really concerned about these changes, especially when. Um, it's, it's somebody in their life that they've had for a long time and they've built a deep relationship with. And then all of a sudden, maybe this person just isn't connecting anymore. They drop off、um, and, and it leaves the individual with the question why is this happening? I mean, my goodness, we've been friends for so long and all of a sudden we just don't connect like we used to. And,、um, or all of a sudden they just disappear and they stop connecting altogether. And that could be very disconcerting for individuals. And I know it was for、mm-hmm. me when it first started happening because you just sit there and go, wow, what did I do? You know, I think people's first, I think people's first inclination is to yeah, go, because your friends suddenly stop contacting you're like falling off from each other. Exactly. And, You know, a lot of people have a tendency to sit there and, and wonder what they did wrong. And I, and I really want to dispel that if we could,、uh, Erica, at this time, because these separations, if you want to call them that,、um, or disconnections from relationship,、uh, I don't think、no. there's fault involved. I think it has it to do with energetic connection. And I, Yeah, and I thought, you know, maybe we could talk about、yeah. the vibrational alignment、um, and what draws people to you, and, and then why there's, you know, natural endings of relationships. And I don't even、transition、know if ending is the right word,、transition. it's just a natural transition. Yeah, I, I like mean, I did、That's、have a lot, a lot of people、um, um, because I do relationship、uh, coaching. So my clients are、uh, experiencing、um, their marriage or relationship is no longer working. You know, it's not like they're fighting or anything, but they, they're kind of like,、um, you know, growing apart. And that happens a、yeah. lot.、Um, I had this、um, great information、uh, from Bashar, like, I don't know, maybe like eight, seven years ago. He was talking about once、um, people are raising vibration and then、um, you're no longer.、Um, In sync with other people who are still having heavy vibrations because you are kind of like a same, you, you are on the same train, but like once you are raising vibration, you are on different trains. So, two trains are not like fast, you're running next to each other, but after a while, you're not gonna like, you know, run next to each other anymore. But Once,、um, mm-hmm. so that's what's happened, and he was saying、uh, that's happened with,、um, you know,、uh, breaking up, divorce, or your parents suddenly, not suddenly, but dying, or you know, that kind of thing, or friendship, you know, kind of like fizzle out. And so, I heard the information about this in beforehand, so I was kind of emotionally prepared、um, when I had. My awakening 10 years ago.、Um, so I knew it. And then I also knew that 
the people who are meant to be in your life, they're going to somehow、uh, catching up with your vibration or they're going to disappear、mm-hmm. for a while and then they're going to come into your life again. Like I just had a friend,、um, mm-hmm. me and my friend, she's in Japan and then we meet when I go to Japan and then we're qu- quite close, but we haven't spoken to each other for about two years. You know, and she suddenly、mm-hmm. emailed me, like, Hey, I just met this girl who reminds of you, like, at the cafe. So I'm emailing you, like, How are you? And I knew we haven't really spoken to each other for two years because our vibrational level is, wasn't aligned, you know, at that, at that point. So I wasn't really pushing it because、right. I didn't feel like emailing her. It's not anything happened, but. I wasn't, but I、right. know, like, you know, once she catches up or whatever, we're gonna start talking again. I just didn't want to push it, you know? Sure. Well, you know, I think it's important to talk about the difference between knowing something, having knowledge, and internalizing that knowledge.、Um, because as human beings, we might know something is good for us, and yet, Through experience、um, with somebody, we may still want to, we may be hesitant to let go of that person or to、mm-hmm. give them their space、um, or to time with them because, as humans、um, living you know, in a 3D existence or 4D or even 5D, but you know, once we get to 5D, we're not going to have this, this, this、um, feeling of separation. We're going to know that we're all one. But you know, right now, we're still in 3D. So let's Talk about that.、Um, we still have to go through a process of grieving, I believe. Some、yeah. people do, not everybody. Some people have the understanding that you have and, and can accept and say, okay, this is just a natural time that's gone by between us and we're not really connecting because we don't have anything to offer each other right now. I still love her. She still loves me. We're, we're always going to consider each other and call each other a friend, but right now we're just not, we don't have anything to offer one another. Other people will、really、be very hurt by that. And、um, it seems to me like we almost have to go through、uh, the grieving stages,、uh, especially if it's a, a, a romantic relationship or a parent or a sibling or a close friend that we've spent many, many years with.、Um, some individuals will go through the, the,、uh, It's like the death and the five、yeah. stages of death and dying.、Um, where you, you know, you, at first you might be in denial, and then, and then you might be angry, and then you might be really depressed. And then eventually, you know, you bargain, you go, well, if only I had done this, maybe that would have been better. Or if she had just done this, then maybe the relationship would have been okay. Or, oh, okay, I'm going to try this, and it's going to make it all better. You know, just bargaining, like all of a sudden, If I do this, this, and、mm-hmm. that, it's going to get better. And then finally, you know, people come to a point of acceptance and they just say, you know what? It doesn't have to be that she's wrong or I'm wrong or nobody has to be wrong. Maybe this is just what it is. And、um, so that's when we internalize the concept of it's natural for people to fall apart、uh, or fall away from one another or have, you know, time apart. That's when、mm-hmm. we take that concept. And actually internalize it into our own bodies and in our minds and our emotions. And we understand it. Yeah. I just went through it. Also,、right? 
in a way, um, I personally experienced this. Um, me and my girlfriend is um kind of reconnected again, but um, she had to go through her um shocking experience, and then that was about a year and a half ago. That's a different girlfriend, um. She started to having. She's very um Christian. Um, she went through uh, um traumatic experience, and then she was very acceptable of my awakening up till then. Then started to uh telling right kind of distancing from me, and either I gonna change myself or fake myself to be who I'm not. Means like uh, not the triggering buttons oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, not being who I am in order to get along with her or be myself. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, presented that situation. So every single time. Wow. Yeah, it was hard yeah, because I, I was really, you know, we are really close friends and uh, it was really painful. And I couldn't just be me. It's not like I'm going to talk about all this galactic stuff and all this spiritual stuff in front of her, but I just couldn't be in front of, like, I couldn't just be me in front of her, even smallest level. So I had to make a choice of distancing myself to her and then do not extend my hand to her unless she wants to talk to me. And it was really painful because it was either choosing myself or choosing our friendship it could be like a relationship too you know in some other people's situation right either choosing your truth or or be who you are or faking yourself to get get along with other person absolutely yeah that's such a great point I, i feel i feel the same way you do that you know and i've been put in that position too and i would venture to say that your understanding and work with the galactics are part of you. It's not like you could, once you became knowledgeable about that and you were internalizing that information and you were receiving the message and connected to the galactics, not like you could cut that out of yourself. That's now part of you. So having a normal, quote unquote, normal relationship with somebody, I mean, it takes a lot of energy on your part to not talk about it because it's so much a part of you. And I feel that that's not being authentic to yourself when you have to do that. And I had to do that for near 30 years with my family because Mm -hmm. boy, let me tell you, I had my awakening in my twenties and they were nowhere near um, following in line or understanding the things that I was becoming aware of. So, I mean, that, that takes a lot of energy to couch what you know to be true and to not talk about it in in conversation especially when things come up especially when the family's challenged or there's there's an illness in the family or something along that line and through both of my Mm -hmm. parents death and dying process I still I still could only talk to my husband and my one son about my spiritual beliefs and thankfully I was able to talk to both Mm -hmm. my mother and my father months before they passed about my understanding of the afterlife and hearkening all the way back to that hypnosis and knowing that death was not a bad thing that it was not to be feared and 
both of my parents were willing to because you know they're laying in bed and they're very ill and they're going through these things and they're afraid and I was able to hand them this this information and this hope that you're going to a really great place and you're not really going to be gone and mm-hmm. you're going to see everybody again and that goes goes in line with the Catholic religion but not to the level that we understand it okay they were able to open up to that but it wasn't until they were dying that mm-hmm. I could have those discussions and so when you're in your regular circles I think I think it's kinder to yourself to to be a little bit uh discerning on how much time you spend with those individuals that are not in alignment with your understanding and how much you open up yourself too because I don't talk about my awakening or anything like in front of my family because uh, my mother is uh um sort of a narcissistic uh borderline kind of person so I know she she not gonna get that you know and my father's side of family probably get it because they are very um vibrating high vibration and unconditional love but um Mm -hmm. it's just it's just you can feel how much you're accepted by um being truly who you are by each person like either family member or friend so you're just gonna use your discernment to you know how much you open up but it's quite painful if um you have to you know um keep the distance from someone you consider very very close right right it is um and and i have a family member that i i love very dearly that i haven't spoken to for two and a half years now except for my father's funeral um we we talked on that occasion very briefly but um i will say that uh, one of the reasons I think it is painful for those kind of separations is um, that we have this socially programmed belief that because it is a family member that we have to do everything we can to keep that together, that we have to, we have to spend time and we have to fix the relationship. Um, at least that's my experience in this life is that yeah. it's social conditioning that, uh, oh, what do you mean you don't talk to so-and-so? They're your brother or your mother or your sister or your uncle or whatever, whatever the relationship is. Um, it's like people guilt you. People want to guilt you or think that you should feel guilty for mm-hmm. not having that connection. And in reality, I think it's a natural, um, you know, as we were talking where the energies are not consistent and they're not, it, it's almost more loving to stay yeah, loving for yourself or to it's loving for yourself and that person because what happens with people that are a little more enlightened is they uh sometimes i think they try to open that other person mm-hmm. up before they're ready and and that's not that's not really helpful to that person because all it is is causing a clash of the energy so i think it's more loving to yourself and respecting yourself but it's also more loving to that other person to give them their space to allow them to open in their own time mm-hmm. when it's right for them and i would call that divine timing i think 
I think every single person is going to ascend in their very own time. It just oh, definitely. It be on our so timeline. that's what I did. And uh, I wasn't really yeah. contacting her unless she wants to contact me. And during this COVID stuff, um, she started mm-hmm. doing self-development. Um, and then um, she, okay. I think she gained more understanding about, you know, she's still Christian, but she, she's different. You know, I think her vibration is higher. She's not so judgmental toward someone who is outside of Christian teaching. Um, she thinks Hila is not mm-hmm. de- demonic people. She thinks they're someone who is helping other people, which who we are. So which is really nice. So we uh, rekindled our friendship again. So I'm really happy. But it was really painful for me to um, keeping distance and to respect for me and respect her space. It was heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. And I, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree that, um, you know, it's been very similar for myself and this family member that I was telling you about. Um, there are times where I just, I mean, I've known this person ever since I was born. So all my life and I had these visions as a child of what we would be at this stage in our life to each other and to each other's families. And, and it just isn't right mm-hmm. now that way. Um, and so there are times and if I'm not staying present, if I'm looking into the future, mm-hmm. that's when it hurts the most, right? And I think that's the definition of anxiety when you're putting worry or thoughts into the future that haven't transpired yet. That's when we start mm-hmm. developing anxiety. But for me, it's sadness. And again, I think that goes back to what we're taught as children of what family is or what close friends are. It means you do anything to keep that relationship together. And honestly, that's not what love is, um, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's keeping yourself whole. And then when you have something to offer someone else, you know, when they ask or when you can feel that they need it, then you're able. But, you know, if you're with somebody and they're draining you and, and, Maybe they're not even intentionally draining you. It's just that the, the conversation or the relationship is just mm-hmm. so difficult to maintain. And you have to be walking on eggshells all the time. And you don't want to offend them. And maybe they don't <laughs> even know that they're offending you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're a little bit asleep, right? But like you said with your friend, I mean, I would I would wonder what it feels like now that you're Oh, I feel good. Again. I feel good. Feel I feel good. I'm natural? happy about that, but letting go part was very difficult because I consider her as a you know, you can label the person, but after the awakening, I kind of realized um the term term we call family is not about blood relations, but it's about soul connections, you know? You and I are family, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, yes, we um, are. I yes. came into that understanding, and this friend is part of this family I consider. And then, you know, I have to respect her space and I had to respect myself, and it was heartbreaking. And I'm happy now, like, you know, we're, we're back into together. So, I'm really happy about that. But it was really painful for me. Yeah. 
Right. And, you know, I can see that in your, your example, like what you did was the loving thing to do. You were respecting her essential essence by not being together and, and having it be so difficult for the two of you. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I really believe that you did the most loving thing by letting her go for a while because in essence, at that point in time where you were not in alignment, you would be hurting each other more by being together than you were apart. But then you, you went through that you went through that grieving process yeah. of not being with her. And you you went through that. And to me, that is the highest show of love because in even in a even in a marriage, you know, if all you're doing with your partner is fighting and angry and and dissent in the household, you're not really loving each other, or respecting one another's or uh, you kind of stuff. like uh, faking yourself um, to be get along with each other. You know, that's not real relationship. I have a lot of clients who come to me right, about um, they are having yeah. crisis that their marriage is no longer working and they uh, are seeking for clarity, you know. And... Well, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about like um, how we can use our bodies and our intuitive gifts mm-hmm. for discerning um, whether the relationship is healthy. Oh, yeah, or that's not. a good I idea. I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Well, do you um, want to start? Or yeah, you, you can start? start and I add something if it's missing. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so I did take a couple of notes, but. Um, the first thing, the first thing to discerning whether the relationship is is right, uh, you know, to stay in. I believe, and I don't like the word right and wrong, but for this conversation, um, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Whether whether you want to stay in this relationship, whether it's worthy of your effort. So I think first of all, you have to figure out, okay, what is? Am I awakening? Yes, I'm awakening because I'm asking this question. So is this other person awakening or if they're not awakening, are they willing to put the work in? Okay. So there's the first question. And that's a, that's a mental question. That's a, you know, just sitting down and looking at the evidence and saying, are they willing to put some Oh, I want to add something in. That's a lot of my twin flame client come in because a lot of divine feminines, they awaken or they are going through their awakening journey and their counterpart of divine masculines are in deep sleep. So they're not doing any of their work. Right. And they're not really into spirituality. And you get to the point like, okay, I'm awakened and he's sleeping. And is he going to put any work toward our connection? Or he's going to entertaining his connection with other people who are vibrating in the same level as his level. And a lot of my clients right. are coming because they are having dilemma, uh, you know, um, facing this kind of situation. Right. Well, I, and I think it, it's okay if a person isn't spiritually awakening. Awakening. That's okay. It doesn't mean you throw the baby out of the bathwater, but this person could be fully asleep that I'm having this relationship with, but are they willing to have a conversation with me? 
I mean, I know we don't agree on spiritual principles, but, um, you know, in order to make a relationship work, it's like, if this person isn't willing to sit down and have a conversation and talk truthfully and deeply on issues, that I think is a really big indicator that, you know, it may not work out. Really, if you can't have a conversation with the person you love and, and talk honestly and talk from the heart, then I don't hold out a whole lot of um, hope that that relationship is going to grow. And if I'm growing and you're not Yeah, growing, if both of them are not work, growing, it doesn't right? necessarily at the same speed. But if you are not inspiring each other to be a better soul or expanding yourself as a soul it's just a relationship is dead end exactly and then i think um you know that's key to first figure out and then then i think the next move is to start getting in touch with your own body what is your body telling you and um so for me how it works is my intuition i'm um I'm an empath. I'm an intuitive empath. And that's just another way of saying mm-hmm. I'm clear sentient um, mm-hmm. and, and clear cognizant. Okay. And um, if, you, if you have to put a label on it, I'll, I'll say it that way. So all my life, I've always been able to feel other people and we all have these abilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just a matter of developing them and, and believing in them. Okay. So if you don't believe it's possible, yeah. then you're going to have a hard journey. But um, so opening up to that and the body works very closely with your spirit um, and it will tell you whether something is good for you or not good for you. And so I would suggest that if you're in the presence of an individual, whether it be a love partner, a family member, a friend, or just a stranger, and all of a sudden, or it could be a place too, it doesn't have to be a person, it could be a place or it could be an object even but let's stick with people. Um, so all of a sudden, like every time you're around this person, you start to notice, like you get this weird feeling in your gut, like you got a stomach ache or um, all of a sudden you're, you feel like you're drained and you're, you're bot and you're, all, you're just tired now, you know, and I, geez, I've only been with this person for 20 minutes and I'm exhausted. And I came into this encounter feeling great. What the hell? And then all of a sudden, maybe you have a headache or, you just can't sit still you're you're you know you're twitchy and you're itchy and you're twitchy and okay so those are some of the signs that your body could be giving you that this person's energy is not meshing with yours that it's actually it's it's actually causing your energy field to get um impacted so your body's communicating that with you and impacted in not a great way okay because when you know how it is when it's with somebody that uh, you get along with very well. You're like peas and carrots. You get together and it's immediate, it's smooth, it's vanilla ice cream, it's sunshiny, mm-hmm. it's a nice breeze, um, and your body feels energized when you're with that person. So I want people to start getting connected with their own body and what their body is telling them because this is how the body connects to the intuition and the mind and the soul receive messages about what you're experiencing in your daily life so like i said we're going to stick with talk about humans right now but this you can use with uh, a place with a situation a question like should i take this job okay you start tuning into your body and start listening to the messages when you think about the job what is it telling you 
So let's stick with people. If you keep going with this person and every time you encounter this person, you have the same sort of symptoms, that's your body's telling you your fields are not in alignment, okay? So then you can start engaging, I believe, your mind and start saying to yourself, okay, what is it? What, what is it about this relationship? That it, and then like you said with your friends, you know, there wasn't a spiritual connection or there was, a, you had a friend that was very religious and believed that anybody in the healing arts was doing the devil's work, okay? So that's a natural that's kind of a natural no-go, right? I mean, there's no way that the two of you at that point in time were going to come together and have a meaningful yeah. relationship because, you know, mm-hmm. vibration was so off that it was, it's, like, it's yep. like being put up on a cheese grater, right? Uh, spiritually, you're being cheese grated and it doesn't feel good and it saps your energy and it makes you feel really bad about yourself. So Yeah. I, mean, like, I, I... So I think... Mm, like in general you know? um, people can focus on if put you in ease physically that's you're like in sync and then you feel yeah. somehow discomfort uncomfortable something like not ease that's like okay your body is telling you no yeah exactly yeah and and we have to i mean we're not taught to trust our bodies we're just taught, oh, yeah, I have a headache. I'll take some Advil, um, you know, or I'm really tired. Or maybe I have chronic fatigue. I mean, gosh, please stop <laughs> listening to those commercials because, I mean, I could have I could have any number of listening to that commercial. On, you know, what my honestly, any one of these diseases I could have. I mean, I could be the sickest person on the planet. And in reality, I'm not. I, yeah. I just uh, I listen to my body and it. If it's telling me that, you know, this person's not healthy, I either very much limit my time with that person or. Yeah, that's part, part of the way uh, you are loving yourself, the self-love, because um, like for especially Absolutely. for guys, we are fem- like as a female, we are more in tune to our intuitive feeling and the gut feelings uh, compared to guys, maybe except the gay guys, but straight guys. Um, you guys might not be so in touch with your intuition. And then, but even those guys, they can feel their body reaction, right? So that's a really good in- indication to if feel what your body yeah. is feeling when you're with the person or when you make a decision or something like that. Yeah. And if, and if you just have this drained feeling overall, like, start to notice because you're being consciously aware of it you just start to notice that every time you hang out with this person you just your energy just gets sapped um you know that's a real big indication that something needs to be looked at there and i'm not saying you know you automatically dump that person out of your life that's not what i'm suggesting i think i think it's following the body to then open up a conversation and then if that person is not willing to have a conversation or they say like, God, I, I really feel funny about doing this, but my first husband used to say to me, and, and I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. We all talk and uh, we have a child together. Uh, and I always wish the, mo- the best, most wonderful things for him in his life. But he used to say <laughs> to me, and he was immature too back then. 
oh, you're just blowing everything out of proportion. You know, even when I was in counseling and I was trying to, you know, save our marriage, it was, you're blowing everything out of proportion and the wall would go up. And I know now looking back that um, he was unable to admit to himself that things weren't right. It was just easier for him to, to just like, let's not talk about it and let's just pretend everything's okay. And I think a lot of, I hate to say it, I hate to generalize, but I think a lot of men, I mean, their role and their socialized to be the strong one, to be the one that just mm-hmm. pushes forward, soldier on, you know? I mean, I've heard that so many times. And so men are socially trained to be the one to push forward through adversity however that's not being true to the divine masculine because the divine masculine is also oh, definitely. the masculine and the feminine right in order to sh- yeah in order to shine its brightest so um i did experience that and that's when i knew as soon as i knew that the conversation wasn't going to happen that's when i realized that i had to let go of the relationship and I, I needed support in letting go of the relationship. I was very, very grateful mm-hmm. to have my therapist at the time, my counselor. And um, he's oh, also awesome. now in spirit. He's my guide. Um, he is. Yeah, he is still with me. And um, uh, I hear him. I'm not super clear audience, but at times I am. And so um, there are days where I just hear his voice wow. very prominently in my mind. Mm-hmm. I call it a memory, you know, when I'm talking to other people, I'll say, oh, I remember Bob used to say this, but really in essence, Bob is talking to me right now and saying, mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever it is, but, um, and getting back to the relationship, like once you felt in your body and men have to, men are going to have to work a little harder at this because they are not socialized to do this. They're not. But it is to important to get feelings, in touch right? with feelings because so you can have... keep on going and keep on pushing yeah. and keep on pushing because you're going to break down. Yeah. And then, you know, what happens to men who start getting in touch with their feelings? If they, if they happen to be foolish enough to tell their friends about it. Woman. Friends, oh, you're turning into a... <laughs> Can I, yeah, yeah. The the derogatory yeah. word for the yeah. women's female anatomy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard that too. I've seen it, I've heard it. And it's just like, wow, you know, they have a higher hill to climb because being born into a male body, society has put so much on them to not feel. To, don't you cry, you know, don't you cry. So, you know, willingness, like I said, we talked about in the beginning, willingness to work is key, whether somebody's awake or asleep. And the willingness and to then, heal, too, um, because unless and I think, you yeah. feel, how do you know, um, you know, feeling your emotions or feeling your pain is first step to heal yourself, right? So it is very important to get in touch with that yes. part of you and by doing so, you can uh, start walking in your self-love journey, which is the base of any relationship. If you know any of us want to have a really healthy relationship with someone, yeah. And this is going to be like a shameful. It's going to sound like a shameful plug, but it really isn't. And this is where 
Because as I said for myself, I, I was glad to have the help. This is where you need to connect with somebody who does quantum healing or does relationship coaching like Erica does or get involved in yoga or get in, you know, get some Reiki healing. But I think the quantum healing and the spiritual counseling is more is is really important because you can get the answers through the hypnosis of where your main issues are if you're not aware of what your issue is the tube then how are you going to work on it right so uh, yeah a number of the men that i've worked with um in hypnosis they come out of it you know we have the mm -hmm. pre or the post-session discussion uh take notes and i record it so they can listen to it again later but a lot of times they come out remembering certain things the poignant things and They'll say to me, my gosh, I didn't even know that that bothered me. You know, something that came up in the session and, and when they were eight years old, so-and-so, you know, uh, their parents broke up and another person came into the picture and that person was, you know, not healthy, healthy and uh, good for good influence. But these guys, are like, gosh, I did not realize that that individual, that I was so traumatized by that or that I was hanging on to wanting my parents to get back together so I wouldn't give that mm -hmm. other person a chance, for example. So I think coming to a practitioner who knows how to guide you through your subconscious, who knows how to help you connect to your spirit team so that you can get the messages um, from your spirit team of what you need to work on and what you need to be aware of, I think that's really, really key for a lot of people because how oh, do you definitely. Work something if you don't that's know why like problem? you know quantum hypnosis is super uh, right? handy and part of the reason you and i practice and offer to the clients absolutely i mean i can do in one day what i personally what personally mm -hmm. took me five mm -hmm. years <laughs> yes you uh literal i i'm not kidding I mean, I spent five years plus in therapy going every week without fail and, you know, paying money into that. So if you add, you know, uh, every week, 52 weeks times $20. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Years, right? <laughs> the session cost and my time and my effort and everything else. I mean, the session cost for quantum healing mm -hmm, is definitely. a freaking bargain. Definitely. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's just that. But I mean, for me, the awareness. And, and when I was hypnotized back in the day, I think that was the setup for me to do this work. Because um, I had been hypnotized several times when I was in, in therapy. And several different things came up in my uh, mm -hmm. lineage my generational line not aware of that I then very quickly became aware of and I was able to accept and see this is a big part of my awakening I was able to accept that my parents and their failings or what you might call failings in life um happened for a reason I mean the way that they were brought mm -hmm. up and the things that they brought over from past lives and things that so all of that kind of stuff is what we call our baggage. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that our baggage. Oh, definitely connected to past lives. And then also, <laughs> you know, uh, you can reconcile, you know, 
if someone is coming from not ideal family background like myself, you know, having a narcissistic mother and stuff, you can reconcile yourself by um, getting um, Akashic record reading, which I offer as well. And then you can kind of understand the soul contract between one person to the other. Then you don't have to um, be so emotionally stick to, okay, this is how family should be. This is how mother should react and uh, you know, uh, treat children, blah, 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 blah. This is how ideal family should be, blah, blah. You know, you can just let that go. Absolutely. Yeah, you could give yourself a huge break too, because when you get a, a look into those scenarios, mm-hmm. things start to come into place and make sense. Oh, this is why I've been afraid of authority figures all my life because of this i mean i've had that in my own quantum healing session and and you did an akashic reading on me and we found some things that made some real sense but i mean in past lives i've been in a position where i was for example my life as a um oh my mind just went blank when i was living in england and i was an irish um Mm -hmm. i had a shop by the by the oak mm-hmm. I think it was around the cliffs of Dover around there that song came very strongly into my mind and I was mm-hmm. a I was a parcel like a mailman so to speak back in the day. and um I was too afraid to um to pass messages from my fellow Irish to the underground so to speak because I knew that the English were very very brutal to anybody yeah. who was considered an enemy of the state and um so that's one thing that I didn't know that I found out. And as you were doing my session for me and my Akashic reading, and that really helped me to understand why I have in this life. And for American folks who don't know too much about Irish um, culture, I'm going to uh, put a little more cliff note here. Um, back then, you know, um, Irish people do have over 800 years of history of English occupation. English people decided to occupy Ireland and take took their culture, basically took their language and uh, identity and they put um, English descent Scottish people to be a ruler of their country and uh, took abolished all their aristocrats uh, system away and took everything away from Irish unless they're going to conform into British culture. So, um, you know, uh, Right. Easter Rising and stuff happened. And then a lot of Irish people wanted to uh, wanted to have their independence as Irish people for I- Irish people, Ireland for Irish people. And then a lot of people are um, doing all this underground stuff to uh, save fellow workers. So, you know, a lot of oppression and stuff happened. So when you are in that kind of situation, you're going to have a lot of um, pressure and a lot of guilt and a lot of um, guilt of not being a part of this force to help out your fellow Irish people. You know, it's not just didn't pass on the information, but it's not that small. It's all about, okay, are you going to be the part of this 
revolution to save our country and ourselves, or you're not going to be the part of it. It's just very heavy stuff. So that's my cliff, cliff note. Exactly. No, that's a great cliff note. Thank you for expounding on that. Um, yeah, I felt during the hypnosis, um, all of the fear that I did as that man in that life, because um, England would literally uh, strangle individuals, um, eviscerate them, which means cut them open through the stomach and pull their intestines out in front of their face. And then once the individual died, um, they would cut off their arms and legs and hang them up in the courtyard. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And um, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And um, yes, the guilt of not standing by and assisting my countrymen. I mean, it was all this, just this big um, ball of wax that I was unaware of. And once I became aware of that through our sessions, it helped yeah. put a lot of pieces to my puzzle together. Uh, because it, as you know, I was the cowboy in the one life and well, I was the saloon keeper anyway. And I was in a very similar situation where I could see that the, uh, the sheriff's were not necessarily on the level and the bad guys weren't all bad. So mm -hmm. I just stayed in the middle and didn't get involved. And um, another lifetime of not standing up for what I thought was right. That's good. But it's very good to know that this is part of what my heritage was and um, that I yeah yeah definitely and and, uh, and uh, going back to the racism thing you know you're not gonna have too much judgment with other culture anymore after you go through a lot of uh, uh, past life regressions because you know you've been into that culture as well you know like you being black, you being white, you being um, Asian, you being whatever, you know, you being even galactic being, you know. So it's like uh, once you s did live that life, which we all did, you know, like I, I've always felt a really strange feeling about Asian culture because I wasn't really born into that culture too much in the past lives. But by living mm -hmm. in the culture, you're going to uh, remove prejudice toward um, why they don't have any individuality, why um, they're always having group-minded, why do you have to sacrifice your own freedom and individuality for the sake of the group and the society. I still have like an easy feeling about that, but I also do have understanding why people do that, you know, um, in order to have a harmony and the stuff like that, mm -hmm. they have more, uh, they decide to sacrifice their own need um, so they can have harmony. So I do have an understanding about that. But unless you experience, you know, the culture as a soul, it's, it's difficult to under come to the understanding, you know, when you are born so many times in Europe or something yeah. like that. Or for example, like, you know, or here in America. I mean, I remember I was 20, I think maybe oldest is 21. I was a soldier from the uh, northern, you know, part. And then I was in civil war and I, I died for my country. And I didn't have any regret about that. That wasn't too traumatic past life. 
but it kind of made sense to me that and so many other lifetimes I was here in the States. So it kind of made sense why I never felt so strange to immigrate into this country and be the part of the, you know, citizen. Because I felt so home here. And mm-hmm. it kind of made sense. Like, okay, I was in Boston. Right. I was in North Carolina. I was in South. I was in everywhere, you know. It kind of made sense to me. And it kind of like put you into global uh, point of view you you no longer look at yourself as a part of nationality or a country person but you're going to look at yourself a member of the planet like member of earth member of the global community instead of okay like i'm american and i don't care about other people you know not like that anymore you know because yeah, and, and not only that, when we have our spiritual awakening, we start to become aware and feel um, on a soul level that we're connected to all beings, that we're all one, really, having separate experiences. And so what you just said, I think, is so incredible because, um, and so true. I mean, okay, so say you have an individual who um, feels like uh, maybe they haven't had many past lives or whatever it's entirely possible, but that doesn't mean they're a new soul in, in the sense that um, they're unaware. I mean, they oh, some of them are so new. The they never, they've you know, never they been be to Earth. Place. Some of them are old soul, I guess. Some of them it's are so new. Here. Yeah, but they're new, but they're not. Um, oh, yeah. They're so enlightened when they come. That Earth, Earth density is so traumatic that it's it's almost like they wig out and they they just don't know how to be in this world and then all of a sudden they have their awakening and it's like oh you know that that light bulb goes off that that i came here to help with this ascension process and yes i had to feel like you said i have to feel what it's like to walk a mile in their shoes yeah and that's what before i can after all we've them. been all doing born right. into other planets and uh, uh born into other dimensions like a high dimension to lower dimension when we're descending to earth and then by doing that also we are kind of easing ourselves up to, for um I guess easing ourselves to uh, get easy to live on Earth eventually, but we're gonna have understanding on someone who is totally different from you, and you're not gonna be judgmental, you know, toward mm-hmm. others. Yeah, and how do we do that? We yeah. do that by experiencing live, live the pain with... and the dynamic, and then we rise from it. We rise from it because it didn't kill us and it didn't. You know, and then we have our awakening where we go, oh, okay, that's why I went through all of that so that I can turn around and understand on a feeling, on a visceral level, what it's like for other people who are going through similar things. But because I've experienced it, I can say, yeah, so oh, I know how that feels. You know, go talk to me about that because that's not a foreign concept. I've felt that before. I agree. And it's like the conversations you and I have. You know, we, we have a lot mm-hmm. of, even though we come from vastly different cultures, you know, our birthplace, um, we have so many similar experiences 
and we talk to each other and we share. And this is why I think finding our tribe is so yep. important and why these relationships that we've been talking about, that when it's time for them to fall off, we need to be able to say, okay, you know what? It doesn't mean it's forever, but for right now, this is okay because I'm finding my tribe. I'm finding people that speak my language. I'm finding people that understand things the way that I do, or at least we're similar, or we can have a conversation about it openly. And even if we mm-hmm. don't agree with each other, we're not going to feel badly about that because it's, it's free and it's open and we're accepting of one another. So that's your tribe, whether it's blood or marriage or friends or just this new group of people, this wacky new group of people that came along and they tickled your fancy and you want to know more about it. And you're going to like, they're having a retreat and you're going to go spend some time and you're going to find out about it. I mean, I think that's how we get support during our ascension process is, is the falling off of these relationships that no longer or resonating uh, with support us. And we're no longer, yeah, we're not supporting them either because we're not getting along. So like now those are going to fall off and we're going to find our tribe and we're going to, we're going to start helping each other through this process because it isn't easy. I'm going to say no, that for myself. No, it's not easy at all. This has been easy. There are times where I want to, there's times where I want to throw in the <laughs> towel. I want to say, screw this. I know I came here mm-hmm. for a reason, but I'm really ready to go home. And then, you know, I go to sleep. I sleep on and I meet with my counsel and my guides and I'm all better in the morning. You know, that's okay too. But um, I can tell people about that. There's people I can say, hey, I really felt this way yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted it's to important to talk about that. And, you know, no. Yeah, and these people come in and, you know, my tribe and, and I've been vibing with them and they go, hey, you know, that's okay. I feel that way sometimes. Too. Yeah. And that's what we're driving. Once we, you know, we say goodbye, that's temporary. And then you meet new people who are more your soul family, which is like, you know, a lot of us uh, who are starseed or light workers, we are, um, I guess, placed into far away from our family. <laughs> so we can do our work so most uh, yeah. likely whatever your blood family not all of us some of them are you know they have their soul members too but you know different environment from where we really come from and that's okay because that's also learning experience and that's also understanding others and being compassionate to others and then learning what kind of a um, healthy re- distance you can have with that person, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great point. Healthy distance. So that's where you say, you know, you might uh, decide. Well, you know, one or one or two hours a week, or once a month, or once a year at Christmas or whatever you celebrate. Um, it depends on how you feel and you're honoring your own body, your own mind, your own spirit. And so that's how you got to. Yeah. And to, to me, that is a good way to handle stuff. this um, and, and uh, relationship help. change. You don't have to cut off all communication with a person. You know, you can still have a communication and the relationship, but you can kind of like change the frequency or density of it. You know, how deep you want to involve with this person, you know. 
absolutely. And and I think that's a great option, you know, especially, you know, I hate to say it, but it's our older generation, it's, it's harder for them to have people just drop completely out of their lives. You know, they may never awaken by the time they pass away. And the only reason I bring this up is this subject mm-hmm. personal to me. You know, my love of my parents was intense that I just couldn't, I couldn't, I, I had a similar dynamic with my mother as you have with yours. And I just couldn't um, drop out of her life. I, I It hurt my soul mm-hmm. just thinking about it, but I really did set boundaries. Mm-hmm. She, started, she started learning and respecting them. Um, so took care of myself in the way that I would limit my time. Okay. And if I was with her and things started getting dense, I would say to myself, okay, it's time to go now. And I would just say to her, you know, mom, I have something to do and you know, whatever it was. And I would just go and I give her a kiss. I love you. And I would go. And I was, on, I felt really a lot better, mm-hmm. and I felt much less drained because I was honoring myself while I was loving her. And here's another thing I want to throw in real quick. Um, even if you're not physically spending time with somebody or talking to somebody on the phone or texting or whatever, if you're not in contact with yeah. somebody, we still have the energetic mm-hmm. connection if we want it. So we can connect with anybody anywhere, living or, or passed away at any time, just by thinking about them. And this mm-hmm. is what we were talking about earlier with, with the Christ energy. Um, all we have to do is think about that person, that entity, whatever and there's mm-hmm. a connection and so i just send love you know for those for those people that i no longer want to spend physical time with when they pop into my mind i just send them love mm-hmm. and um and i'm sure that they receive it and we're all going to be together again after this life is over anyway and <laughs> you know the connections are immediate and we can see whoever we want to. So goodbye, yeah. even if it's for this lifetime, isn't really goodbye. Mm-hmm. In other form or other kind of relationships. So you meet the person for the reason, no matter who they are and what kind of relationship yeah. you did have or you're having. So I agree. You know, that relationship continue in one shape or form. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, being that we are all, all one, always connected, you never really... Mm-hmm say goodbye it's just until i see you until i see you again and uh energetically we can send love to you know anybody anywhere in any time space and they're going to receive that so i mean having faith in that i think is because once you send that love out anything you send out comes back to you tenfold i mean that that's a yeah that's a true Mm -hmm, statement so um and i've heard that ever since i was uh you know in my 20s and in spiritual counseling and it's absolutely true. If you want to test it out, mm-hmm. try this. Go out to the grocery store when you're feeling really grumpy and angry and notice. And because you're feeling grumpy and angry, you're not going to really want to notice, but you're going to pay attention because I've put this thought into your head. Notice the people around you and how they're behaving. And, you know, make a mental note. And then once you get... um feeling good and in a good space do go to the same store and send out your love in your mind to everybody around you and notice what you encounter that's a little that's a little homework for everybody give that a shot and make some mental notes about your experiences when you do that if you don't believe in energy 
and the effective energy you will after you do my little experiment because it is incredible and for my homework for guys are start listening to your body um you know aware being aware how your body is reacting to the one person to the other so you can eventually tell okay i'm so tensing up with this Absolutely. person you know or i'm faking it to get along right i agree it's great so we're going to wrap up the conversation today and we're going to talk um more of other subjects. <laughs> we haven't decided what we're going to talk about it next week. I'm but, so excited. You, know, you guys are going to know by the title. Thank you for working with me. I love this kind of thing. And, oh, thank um, you. you know, your energy is just amazing. And um, all I can really... You too. Go ahead. I think we can have a more stimulating conversation um, and presenting that to our audience. And then they're going to you know, feel more of the part of the conversations pool instead of one person is just Absolutely. talking about it, you know? It's more like inclusive instead of exclusive. I hope so. I, that's my intention. And, um, you know, our intentions are everything. So if, if you just, everybody's just moving towards finding their next level, I think it's, it's all going to work out. You know, have some faith with that. And yeah with Erica she's amazing and I can't recommend her enough she has insight and ability to work with spirit that is just incredible yeah we both of us are very good at what I do we do and you know if you guys need help contact us but you know besides that just you know we want to share our knowledge and our experience and share that that is part of our stuff we want to do with you guys because we live here as a part of a society yeah it really reminds you know, me of that song Earth. by uh so, oh, now i'm not gonna think you know, of his name we might um, whereas like when you get to the top turn back around and help the next one up it's a country song by one of my favorite artists. And of course it won't come to me now that I'm trying to draw on it. <laughs> Tim McGraw, you know, when you get to the, yeah. And I'm not <laughs> saying that we're at the top, but I'm just saying, you know. Oh, cool. We might be, we might be we somewhere might be where we have something to offer and, and guys, the teacher you know? <laughs> is the student and the student is the teacher. And, uh, you know, it's all yeah. good. I'm just thrilled to be here with you. We're just sharing, you know, uh, we're not teacher, we're just sharing because we are like, you know, no one one thing more than another because we have been awakened maybe longer than some of you guys, you know what I mean? So next week, we're going to have some more interesting topic and share with you guys about. So thank you so much, Sue. And I'm so happy, you know, Sue is joining with yeah, this Awake TV podcast. Bye -bye. See you next week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So I see you guys for next Friday. Bye.